Alexa, play Emotional by Carl Thomas. Emotional by Carl Thomas from Tidal. Yeah, guys, especially to the ladies. It's been a real emotional week. All the guys, all our celebrity crushes, having babies and getting married. But we're talking about Trey Songs today. Oh, y'all hold big mad. Oh, so mad. And I know I y'all, y'all emotional. I see y'all out here on these internet streets. Memes and all. Acting like you had a chance. You know you didn't. Well, actually, that's not true. He probably, from what probably I did. understand, Trey Songs be... I'm not going to talk dirt on that man name. I'm not going to put no smut on his rap. First of all, it's not about Trey Songs. It's about the ladies who are in pain right now, who are doing the R&B grab when they heard that this man has had a baby. He can have more. Mr. Still Your Girl has stolen someone's vagina and produced with it. Well, I think the bad news for a lot of these women is that they can no longer be his first baby mama. Wow. That's why it's been taken. It's been taken. By the mystery lady. The mystery. Who is it? We don't know. We'll never know. What? I don't think. No, we'll, we'll know at some point. <laughs> That's for you guys today. We wanted to sage it with this for y'all today. Because we understand how emotional you are. Yeah. Alexa. Vibe out for a minute. Vibe out for a minute. Stop. Oh, I didn't know you wanted to vibe. I didn't know you was yeah, catching it. A little, little vibe out. You have a very interesting story about Carl Thomas. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to wait to our have you we have our to blow up. celebrities we met podcast. But before we do, I'm not going to put that man business out there. <laughs> yo, he might be married. He might have family. We don't care. Yo, it's the Bob podcast, and it's episode twelve. You know what that means? It means it's episode twelve. No, it means something more than that. What's it mean? It means you've been potting for three months. Does it, does it really mean that? Yeah, 12 episodes. Wow. Yes. Consistently, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Boom. Congratulations. Yo, us. Look at you. Yo, we about to do a cabbage patch. Bro. They can't even see us, though. Even though, this is, oh, I meant to tell you this. So, there have been some of our audience members asking for visuals. For visuals? Yeah, like when we, like how we potted, like filming us while we pod. Well, I'm butter-ass naked right now, so they don't want to see that. <laughs> He's lying, guys. He's really not. <laughs> like, first of all, I wouldn't even be able to concentrate. But ass. No, he's not. He's lying. He's not naked. Like, wh- really? <laughs> Same way I take my conference calls. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm working from home. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I was about to say, yeah, now you have people have visuals and you in the office just like, just yeah, around, like, yeah nah, just walking around, that. talking about, yo, Jay, you got the report. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we we see you got it handled. Yeah, I they, knew they would toss me straight out that building. They would, especially in this climate. Ain't yeah. no way you coming to work naked. Nah, they no like, fam. They be like Jay's Jay's a part of the opioid epidemic. Okay, but no, I'm not naked right now. No, he's not. He's got on a pair of shorts. But that's my normal swag. Yeah, it is your normal swag. Like you know, workout swag. Yeah. But um, before we get into it today, like like we always do, we want to thank everybody who supports us on a weekly basis by giving us likes, shares, sharing our our weekly episodes. And we you see know, y'all. We, we do, y'all. and we always reshare back. Um, if you didn't know or didn't pay attention to at the top of the show, you will hear that Anchor does have a cool, cool app. You download it, you can send us voice messages so you can tell us how good we're doing, how bad we're doing, or if you just want to promote yourself and then shout us out at the same time. We will put it in the next podcast, so make sure that you download the app and send us those messages, man. We want y'all to be a part of this experience. It would be fire. Um, so, 
Jay, so I, want, I need you to start us off with uh, the first news story that we want to talk about. Well, first of all, I wanted to talk about how Alexis is like low key, um, fully gentrified. She's in her rich white bitch swag. <laughs> because every time I ask Alexa to play me some fucking music, she don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Well, and she, I called her racist today. He did. He did low key. He did call Alexa, and she a had racist. the nerve to say. <gasps> She was she was bothered. She she yes. She was bothered and then told you what a racist was. Yeah, and then said it wasn't her. Yeah, she did say it wasn't her. She says I am not. And she made that f- clear first that she said I am not a racist. And I said you're a white privileged ass. <laughs> first of all, out my house. How, Get out. How you gonna kick her out? Alexa, go. Ooh. See. So, my opinion is based on the fact that I. Try to get Alexa to play Meg the Stallions album, and she did not. She she kept playing Megan Trainer. Who the fuck is Megan Trainer? Oh, you know, I'm all about that bass, about that bass. Oh. No trouble. How is Trainer like Stallion? It's not. It's definitely it's different. Remotely. It's definitely like Megan Trainer is like 1990s Christina Aguilera, and Megan the Stallion is like. Uh, Michaela, the or City Girls, which is a, definitely a different side of the spectrum. Well, I feel like she she will bar the City Girls to death. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. she probably drinks water. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> because everyone who drinks water is smarter. The City Girls don't drink water. No, one of the City Girls does not drink water. She went on TV. I don't know if it was on TV or. It was like a shade. No, it was the. Sh- oh, she posted it on her Insta story mm-hmm. that she opened a fridge and she was like, "I don't never drink water." And it was just like a fridge for like Hawaiian Punch, Capri Sun, and shit like that. Wow. Don't. First of all, I don't need your judgment. Everybody likes Capri Suns, okay? Hawaiian Punch used to be fire, and okay, used to be. Used to be. I don't drink that anymore because you know this that thing about fruit uh, fructose syrup, fructose syrup. Like I can't do it. I just make my own juice. Well, but I love myself. I mean, I do love myself more than drink Hawaiian punch, but at one point in my life, that was a vibe. But she had a whole bunch of shit in her refrigerator, and she said she don't take, she doesn't drink water because she doesn't like. Does the she taste. make her own Kool Aid too? <laughs> First, Serious question. People, some people still definitely make Kool Aid. Yo, people are still out here making Kool Aid. Yeah, those are the That's same wild. people who are drinking Sunny D in the morning. Yo, Tiffany be getting on me, but I, like I be thinking, and she be saying it's the most basic shit. But I be thinking shit is wild when I see, see people are still doing certain stuff. Like what? What did I tell you was wild? I saw somebody smoking. I was like, yo, people are still smoking. Like, yeah, I'm know? like, bro, yeah, people are still smoking. Like, like, smoking is still a thing. First of all, if you in New York, New Jersey, you're paying fourteen, fifteen dollars a pack. How? I know. How's like those people are fucking rich who are doing down that. here. They they pay like I think. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know what much. Let's let's guess. I think it's like maybe seven or eight dollars. Maybe. I go six. Maybe six. I, six. Yeah. I don't know. I don't smoke. No. Yo, comment when when you're listening to this podcast. Comment in the in the uh, the Instagram section how much you think cigarettes cost in North Carolina. Or where? How much they cost? Where are you at? Yeah. How much they cost? Where you are? How much does it cost for a pack? Yo, in Dubai they were smoking cigarettes left and right, and yo. I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like insane. Yeah, smoking cigarettes, and then you know there, there you couldn't like walk the streets with open bottles of beer, so mm. they would have this fake beer, like they had fake beer, so they would have their fake beer and cigarettes, <laughs> like they thought they were really having a conversation. It was fake beer and like like soda, like a Zima. I miss them. It was fun over there. We gotta go. <laughs> we gotta visit, man. We do. Yeah. We gotta go back. So 
Trey Songs has a baby boy. Congratulations to him. I know we're all kidding around early in, this, in the podcast. To Trey we're always happy to see more black babies. Oh, so in pre prod, um, you know, we were talking about the the whole Trey Songs having a baby, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, Yeah, you know, my sisters, I'm standing with my sisters in solidarity. They really upset because first we lost we lost Idris, and now we lost Trey. And I was like, But y'all ain't have nearly that energy. When Drake had his baby, well, y'all, wasn't, of, okay. y'all wasn't falling all over the place. Okay. When Drake, and, I mean, you know, like Drake is successful. You know, I just want to be, I just want to be, I just want to be successful. First of all, you no, know, that was Drake. That was Drake and Trey songs. First of all, so like, what's up? First of all, Aubrey doesn't have that raw sex appeal. Like Aubrey, you know who Aubrey remind me of? Aubrey remind me of the dude who's gonna come to your house and help you with your homework because he figured that was the only way he was gonna get to your house. Seriously? Yeah. That's how y'all view Drake? That's how I view Drake. Like, Drake is, like, super harmless to me. Like, if anybody, like, and I'm not saying he can't do, and nobody's above anything, but, like, I just don't see him being the aggressor. But that might be a part of his appeal. Maybe he wants you to think that. And then, you know, when the lights go off, he turns into, you know, he, Clark Kent turns into Superman. Maybe he goes into a closet and he, just, he comes out as someone else. I don't know. I'll never know because I got the same OD and that's cool with me. So I will never know. You know, those days are over. Like I can't even, I can't even seek it out. I can't even do homework for you hosts yeah. to see. But yeah, that was just like, it was just getting on Drake. Like Drake been in the gym. He was trying to work out hard and he took this picture <laughs> in the islands and they was trying to ask him was his, was his abs photoshopped. Was his abs photoshopped? Yeah, they're like that's not his real abs. Like that's 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 sad because they're like yo. Uh, but didn't push his, push your T say that Drake was down there getting? <laughs> <laughs> You're hiding your stomach. You're out there hiding a child. I, I forgot. No, I forgot what the bar stomach. was. I forgot what the bar was. But he basically said it like he was going to like Drake was going to Doctor Miami and getting worked on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's clear that the internet has spoken, and they want to know whether them abs is real or not. I think it's just you. I'm telling you, like, going to Breakfast Club, Angela Lee was just talking about this. Wow. I'm not kidding. Like, she said there was... That's messed up, man. Yo, was, he, he put his work in. He working hard. He trying to get his, you know, get his summer body on. And y'all y'all not respecting, man. I just think Drake should keep his shirt on. Even if it is done right. Just, I don't want to see it. I feel you. I don't want to see it. Like, he need you. to go... He, know, he need to go, you know, love his mom in my bed because I'm sorry. And that's well, it. I'm trying to get, you know, I'm trying to get my summer... Well, my late fall body, cause it's gonna take me a little while. <laughs> it's gonna take me a little while. Like I ain't, I ain't gonna be ready by summer. Nah, can we not. push summer back? Can we? I mean, I mean, I mean it was it like depends. ninety. It was like ninety two degrees today, but like can it we depends, just push? Though, like you gotta be patient with yourself. Like no, you try to cut and diet. But like, I'm asking, can we push summer back? No, nah, like, we can't. By like two months, right? We really because can't. I know summer's supposed to come. What's supposed to, June? Summer starts in June. June twenty first. Yeah, cause right can now we're in spring. Can we push summer back to like August twenty first? I might be ready by then. You're not gonna be ready by August. Well, you you know what? You never know because men's bodies are different. Like when y'all start doing little things and making changes, y'all see results pretty quickly. I'm just so, trying to get rid of this little like this little gut. Right I here. mean, your gut is really small. Like you want mine? We could trade. Want trade? What part of I'm trying to get rid of my little gut? Oh, am I talking about? So you trying to say I got a big fucking stomach, nigga? Like what the fuck, yo? You want to no, fight? I'm trying to get rid of. Do you want to fight? I'm trying to get rid of. Okay, I got but nothing I just to do offer, with what you trying to do. But you ain't say nah, babe. Your stomach's not. Your stomach's not big. <laughs> you ain't said that shit. You fucking nigga. <laughs> you see how you do me out? You ain't see? even say yo, stomach, yo, babe. Your stomach is sexy. So hit this right. You ain't said nothing. Yeah, you, you Go ahead, cop a plea. You see how she's coming at me? You see how she's coming at me? That's why New Jersey came in 49th 
in terms of sexiest accents in the country. But you married one. I love you. Oh, now you love me. I do. Everything, I you. everything but my but my fupa. <laughs> <laughs> he not fucking with my fupa. I love you, fupa. Look. Yeah. I carried a whole child in there, so you shut up. <laughs> Did you carry a child in yours, fupa? No. no. All right. Yeah. So um. Yeah, so the 50th sexiest accents came out uh, countrywide. Some company, I don't, I don't know, it sounded pretty shady, the name of it or whatever. For real. But they um, they did a survey online on Instagram. And you'll never believe who was first. Texans. Well, Jersey was 49th. 49th. I thought that was crazy. That was insane, especially being, but they weren't talking about, they were talking about specific Jersey accent. And people don't realize that there are very different Jersey accents. There's the Jersey accent that's from... The northern and central part of New Jersey, and then there's the southern part of New Jersey, and then there's the shore. Because it, even people from South Jersey don't talk like people from the shore. Well, the way they kind of do it is they um they roll all of the people from like North Jersey, blah blah blah. They roll that into like kind of the New York vibe, um, and then the people from South they kind of roll them into Philly. Yeah, but then the people on the sh- that's why I said you break it and down. Jersey Shore is like the shore is it's like another, it's, another, it's world. another world. Like I don't talk like that. But it's, I don't it's, say Jersey. I don't talk like that. Black people from the shore don't say that either. Yeah, like who says that? No, who it's it's that? it's specifically the Jersey Shore. Yeah, like they have a gang. whole different like swag, like a whole different yeah. talks. To, you know. Yeah, Italian American. And you never believe you know. who was number who was number three. Who was number one? Number one was Texans. I just told you. Texans. Okay. So I the Texan, the Texan accent. I can see that. Like and then little, number, then, you know, a little twang on it. Yeah, a little twang. You know. Howdy. Howdy. Do they say howdy in Texas? Yeah. I don't think they say howdy in Texas. That's cowboy slang. Everybody in Texas is cowboy. Howdy, ma'am. Howdy, ma'am. Howdy, ma'am. I've been to Texas twice and no one's told me howdy. I do declare. You do declare. Yo, so now now you got them people in Texas sound like they about to go on 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 a porch to have a mint julep. Mint juleps in July. I'm going to have me a mint julep. Howdy, ma'am. No, it's not what's going on. No, it's definitely definitely howdy is in there. Um, you know, it's a lot of tipping of the hat. You know, they tip the hat. Maybe yeah. Uh, only thing I know about, and this is probably shameful. The only thing I know about, knock it off before they about sexes <laughs> is like from Pee Wee Herman. Y'all remember that scene when it was like the stars at night are big and bright, cha 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 cha, deep in the heart of Texas. You remember that part? No. Yo, you never saw Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. Have I seen? Don't ask me ever in my life if I've seen Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure after he was caught bringing his Big Adventure out in the movie theater. <laughs> Look, you know what? We just, don't ask me. You know, this, now, I'm, I'm glad you segued there because we were talking about earlier. I know you're like, damn, y'all got problems. But listen, we was talking earlier about how we used to receive porn, right? So I was cleaning out some of the stuff in our room and you know she, she tried to play me uh first but, of all I'm gonna let her I'm gonna let her get her shit off we was clean- <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna let you get we, nah go 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 we for was it. cleaning out some of the stuff in our room to give the goodwill because that's what kind of people we are we don't throw things away we give the goodwill so you know so people can have stuff to use and then also I had a Wii game and I was like yo we gonna take this to GameStop because Anybody using this? We got PS4 now. Like we didn't use it. And first of all, I don't need your fucking judgment about my my Wii game because it, it got me through. It had me lose a lot of weight. Anyway, so I'm I'm killing out all the games, and then I see these covers, 
And you know, y'all remember back in the day when you used to buy a porn, like it used to come with a like look like a whole or like a DVD packet, but it would look like somebody slipped a piece of white paper inside of it. No, that's just mine. <laughs> no, but other people used to sell it like that too. No, I didn't sell it like that. The cover is on the other side. I flipped the cover inside out. But people used to sell it like that too. Just because, a white cover? Yes. Oh, I'm gonna tell you how that. okay. So Cause y'all know I used to sell CDs and DVDs at Urban Center. Shout out to everybody that used to buy CDs and DVDs from me at Urban Center. Yeah. I used to go to LIU, bro. Actually, LIU is my alma mater, so I'm a black bird, right? So I went to that college, and there was this girl who I used to go to school with, and she was dating this guy who was in the porn industry. And um, I don't know. Well, I have a few people from LIU when I used to go to school with them who listen to this podcast. So if y'all remember the the princess, y'all remember exactly who I'm talking about. She used to date this dude who was in the porn industry, and she used to bring up boxes and boxes and boxes of porn back to the college, to the dorm. Mm-hmm. And she would let us come in there and get whatever porn we wanted and take it to our rooms. So cool. this dude used to used to do the porn the same way you did the porn. Like in uh, the in the thing, flip it. yeah, flip the thing it. So yeah, I didn't do the porn. <laughs> no, he didn't. Okay, I repeat, my husband never did porn. Even though, like, low key, if Jay would have did porn, I would have watched it. I would have watched it. You fine? I would have watched it, and you got. Never mind. So anyway, so <laughs> you know, <laughs> never mind because I, re- I just realized. I out here in the but I just realized that women <laughs> listen to my podcast too, and I will fuck you up. So um, listen. So we cleaning out. I'm cleaning out stuff, and and I was like, "Yo, you the blackest dude out here, always talking about you know affirmative action this, and the black people need to stick together, and we need to do this, do that." And then when you look at this nigga's porn, ain't one black bitch in sight. It's all Asians and Spanish people. He got Latina porns so, and Asian porns. So I can explain. Explain what? Where the, explain. where the black bitches at? I sold it. <laughs> so so yeah so so listen so I had. Because Tiffany thought it was weird that I didn't have like a whole bunch of porn. Cause she was like, yo, like, like way back in the day, like when we first started, like, she's like, yo, where the fuck is all your porn at? And I was like, I don't have a lot of porn. Like, yo, I have- he had literally one Asian porn and one Latino. Matter of fact, it was those. I Why had, do you keep yes. holding those? <laughs> I had three that I kept in my personal collection. Oh, three. Okay. Where's the, was that the black one? One was Asian. Uh huh. One was Latina uh-huh. and one was black. Oh, because that was your preference? When I worked at AT&T. <laughs> so in case you had an Asian, a black, or a Latina come over to slay, they could see themselves? Don't worry about my <laughs> strategies. All right? Yo, Jay was Jay was fucking MacGyver, yo. Listen. It didn't matter what part of your, his house you were in. If you guys were engaging in a sexual act, this nigga would pull a condom from anywhere. A young lady that I worked with at I AT&T still don't understand. 11 years to later. Borrow your black porn? My black porn. And you gave it to her? And I let her borrow it. But that's such an odd she request. She came back the next... Well, we were talking about it, and I was telling her how good it was. And... I mean, this is before the meet. Anyway, we were having a conversation. So okay, hold on. I just want to. I just want to understand you. So you're at work. You're talking to this girl, and she was like, "Yeah, man, I really wish I had some black porn." You're like, "You know what? I I have some, and it's a really good one." I don't remember exactly how the conversation and unfolded. You, and you made it sound so good that she said, "I need to borrow that." That's what she said. Okay. And then the next day, she came in like, "I'm trying to keep it. How much I owe you?" Okay. And I said, all right, give me $25. Thinking, like, I'm going to get my, my DVD back. She was like, no, here. Wow. Yeah, it was good. It was a good one. What made it good? Um, Was it the acting? It felt like it was in HD before HD was a thing. 
Oh, okay. Like, it was really good quality. Like, it was just like, you know, you could tell that the people that made it cared about their art. <laughs> they, lo- they, loved, they loved their profession. They knew what they were doing, and they cared deeply about, about their art. About the art. Yes. It was wasn't very- acting. It wasn't, wasn't like... It was, I mean, it had like a alright storyline, but like they they cared, they gave a fuck. Porns usually have terrible storylines, especially the black. There's ones. There's only six stories that you could tell, especially the black ones. Well, black ones about fucking. Yeah, we don't. They get to the point. Like, we're not like we're not off all that oh extra oh my boyfriend's out of town <laughs> and I'm trying to get into no like we're like nah. And why is the guy? Why is the guy always in boots? Uh, well, I mean in. The two thousands, everybody was in boots. First of all, I, f- I don't. I mean, we wasn't wearing nets on our terms like y'all weirdos. Don't be mad. First of all, you can't trust a nigga who fuck with socks on. You can't trust somebody wearing nets on their terms. But you married it. <laughs> you married it. Okay. So y'all need to get up in the comments and tell Jay that he need to invest in some more black porn. That's. I mean, Pornhub. You know, go. Well, to you better t- give some streams. Scroll, scroll to the top. Give you know, some streams. Click that drop down. Give some streams. Black on black. You know. Give some streams. Hit that drop down. Black on black. You're That's terrible. Where I'm at. You're terrible. You're terrible. Why am I terrible? Then I asked him after we because we, we, I had to make sure that it was porn, right? So I was like, Yo, what are we gonna do with this? We don't even consume porn this way anymore. She wanted to give it to my little brother. I did. My brother just turned eighteen. So he's and, gonna- and yes, I'm sure he watches porn. Like, I'm, no, I'm not that guy. He's gonna but get it I'm anyway. sure that he streams his porn in full <laughs> HD with this with his headphones on, and you know, he just gets his entire life. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. I don't want to hear I'm about sure him getting his life. No, <laughs> that's gross. My point about it is that's nasty. We don't need to give him DVDs so that are relics need, from so, 2001. So who do we need to give these relics to? I'm gonna hold on to them. For what? Well, when we have kids, you gotta have something for them to discover. They can't just like. <laughs> Oh, so that's gonna be our way to ruin. That's them. a right, yeah. That's the right to passage. Discovering your parents' porn. What? Yeah, I mean, I never discovered my mom's, but I'm not. I don't think your mom ever watched porn. She said that she didn't. My um, mom said. Just, my mom either. said that she never. My mom said she wasn't really into porn. Mm-hmm. However, she wanted to see little people porn. When did you see your first porn? Like, tell me that story. Oh my! Really? Okay, so I remember my. I saw my first porn when I was like four. No, I was 13 when I saw my first porn and it wasn't on purpose either. Um, What ended up happening was I went over to my cousin's house and um, she had some other girlfriends over and um, she used to steal liquor out of her gram, out of her mother's um, liquor cabinet. And she did. And she used her mom used to drink E&J all the time. And um, she stole it out of her. She swiped it from her mom's liquor cabinet. And we were all having this sleepover. So she had found her mom's porn from like 1970 something. This had to been like. um, Well, actually, I'll tell I'll finish that story. But that wasn't actually the first time I saw porn. The first time I saw porn was was when I was much younger. I was eight the first time I saw porn. Mm. Uh, So. What happened was we were she was drinking and she made me a Sunkiss, Sunkiss and orange uh, Sunkiss and EJ. That sounds EJ. That sounds so disgusting at this point. Why were we drinking that? Because we didn't have EJ. Period sex. is disgusting. But this was the crazier part about this porn. So the porn starts off with this black guy and these two white women. 
Okay. The black guy is fucking the white woman, right? Clearly. And then the other white woman is in the corner and she's like, you know, watching, she's observing, but you know, in the moment, but observing. And then I'm like, this is just a lot, you know, um, excuse me. I got to sneeze. No, no. Okay. So (laughs) I thought it was coming. So, um, then two seconds later, this black guy starts fucking the white lady in the ass. And I was like, Oh, right. Because you, all you can see is just like this pink starfish. Wait, so this is the one that you saw when you were 12 or the one? No, this is the one when I saw when I was 12 and I was 13. And I was like, Ew, this is so gross. And he kept ramming his penis in there. His Mm. penis was really large. It was so huge. And he was just ramming it in there. And the lady on the side, like, I was like, why are you even there? They're like, they're not even paying you any attention. This looks really bad. And then the white woman was just like screaming for dear life. She's like, and I was like, why do people watch this? Like, I had just so many questions as a 13-year-old uh-huh. because I was very inquisitive. And then all of a sudden, some green shit came out of her ass. Some green shit? Green shit came out of her ass. Uh, green shit? Yeah, and that didn't stop the sick fuck because he kept doing it. That's, he just kept ramming it, ramming it, ramming it, ramming it. That's so nasty. Yeah. Porn. I've been traumatized. I was kind of. I was like. Wow. Whose porn was that? Her mom's. So her mom was in some sick shit. Because I'm, I'm sure you saw that part. I'm not going to say who it was, but no. you know, it was, this was a family member. So I know you saw that. Yeah. Okay. But this, the first time when I was eight, this was actually a funnier moment. When I was eight, when I first saw my first porn, um, my grandmother, it was, <laughs> she asked me to go get her wedding tape because... You know, we had some family up who weren't who wasn't able to attend. My grandmother had ended up getting married twice. And she was like, Go get the wedding tape so they can see it. So I went in her room and I grabbed the wedding tape, which I thought was the wedding tape, out of her drawer. And plot twist. It wasn't the wedding tape. Plot twist. Definitely wasn't the wedding tape. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, here, because it looked exactly like it. It was yeah. in one of those leather, you know, like VHS container, like plastic compartments or whatever so i i bring it out i was like nana here's the tape so she was like oh hi go just put it on so i put it on and at first it was like you know i guess they had been watching it because it didn't even start from like the beginning it start was it was like in mid fucking right (laughs) so (laughs) i'm like staring at it and i'm like oh my god this is the wedding tape yeah i was like this is not it and then my grandmother is using all types of curse. Turn that shit off. Turn that shit off. And then my aunt Joyce covers my eyes and she's like, that ain't the wedding tape, baby. That ain't it. And I was like, oh, my grandma was so pissed at me. She was like, why do you take that out of my goddamn drawer? What the hell is wrong with you? I was like, I thought it was the tape. Like, the fuck? I wait. Why would I know what you're doing in your time? But yeah, my grandparents was definitely into porn. Um, I will found That's my grand. Funny. I found a lot of my grandpa's porn. Like That's he funny. would buy porn all the time. That's hilarious. It's it's a fact. My first one, um, actually, I saw at I'm and I'm gonna say names. I'll go fuck. Um, I went to Nick Dillon's house Nick for Dillon. his birthday party. Yo, Nick Dillon it was like he was like a lot of firsts for you. The eggs was that Nick no, Dillon. Who showed you how to? Who who gave yeah. you the, the that was eggs? The same, that was the same the same day. 
oh, so you just got a lot of you? It was jam-packed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you had, like, half-done eggs or, like, you know, um, sunny-side-up eggs. And Yeah, I forget what, what birthday that was. Um, I, I think Nick was turning, like, maybe 10 or 11. I was around the same age. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sin was there, uh, Sinny and... And, um, yeah, like, you know, I, I, forgot, I think Nick had a birthday party early in the day, blah, blah, blah. Sleep over at his house after. We watched um, that Mario Van Peoples movie where he was, like, the soldier. He's a soldier. Remember that one? Which one was that? Like, Universal Soldier or some shit like First that. First of all, okay, I know I'm black, and I'm probably going to get some heat for this, but I could only remember, like, five or maybe three Mario Van Peoples movies. And That's one of them, me. one of them is Posse. Don't ask me anything else. <laughs> like, I don't remember, like, you know, because he was kind of like a real deal. But then at the same time, he was kind of like a B- BC lister, you know. Yeah. So I don't I don't remember what that movie was, what one you were watching. But anyway, so what ended up happening? Um, yeah. So, I mean, more or less, uh, you know, after we finished watching the movie, it was, it was Universal Soldier or one of those. Um, Nick's parents, you know, go upstairs, go to sleep. And, you know, we're supposed to be all in the living room getting ready to go to sleep. You know, we're all sleeping bagged out, whatever mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Tired. And then Nick wakes me up. I was like, yo, Jay. Sin. I said, yo, I got another movie. <laughs> Why is he? Like, sc- another another movie? All right, cool. You know, we're, we're 10 years old. We want to stay up and watch another movie. And he puts on this porn. First of all, I'm mad that he was whispering it to you. I mean, what the fuck? He didn't want to wake his dad up and, like, his dad know that he knows where the porn is. Because obviously he knew where the porn was. And, um, yeah, put the porn on. And similar to yours, like, 70s joint. Black dude, white. What's the dude black? What's up with that? Matter of fact, I don't think, I think it was, um, there might have been a black dude there. Definitely white woman. Mm-hmm. Definitely, like, the 70s music. Mm-hmm. Big, I remember a big hairy bush. That's the only thing that like Yo, really stands out. Like they clearly. did. Like Yo, both of those chicks had like it was like a small like the bush was wild, hairy. mad wild. Yeah, yeah it yeah, it could stand a trim, but people were into that back then. And then the next day, you know, got up, had sunny side up, eggs. had sunny side egg, eggs for the first time in my life, and it's and been never changed. looked back. You've yeah. never changed. Been watching porn and eating eggs sunny side up ever since. <laughs> Shout out to Nick Taylor for that. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Appreciate changing, you. Changing lives. Yeah. So listen, you, um, do we have any more stories that we wanted to get to? Um, well, we wanted to talk about Friday. Friday. What happened on Friday? Uh, you ran your second 5K on Friday. Oh, I did. Yeah, did. I did. Uh, and I had a shorter time this time. I actually shaved off like two to three minutes, which was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay did a, a amazing job. He ended up, you know, running oh, do, do it 31 minutes. Well, I know we're not Reggie runs, but whatever. Reggie, we coming. We doing our thing. I saw, yo, I ran the first two miles in 17 minutes. Which was really dope, but which we were not like, prepared for all yeah, those inclines. Like eight, it was like eight and a half um mile minutes and then i got discouraged a little bit because i thought they like i was like oh this shit this race feels like it'll never end yeah it did feel and long. it was just hill after hill after, like i run three miles three days a week so like it should not be a big deal no it really shouldn't but those hills were kicking my ass we were somewhere out in like north raleigh somewhere 
super, super mountainous. It was like up, down, up, down. And really, really I was super inclines. proud of myself. And it, it actually really pushed my um, ability mm-hmm. at this point. And it really showed what kind of shape I was in. Yeah, I was tired, but I, I got through it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't get I didn't feel like I needed to give up or I needed to call someone to come and get me. Like, I was great. I was fine. I was just. I was just tired, but I, I mean, I we got through it. We did really well. I mean, considering considering we worked a whole full work day, mm-hmm. and then came didn't come home rest or anything. We came home, changed our clothes, went out, did that little exercise. You know, went up and down those hills, ran a little bit, did it for a good cause too. It was for cancer. They they um ended up um raising a lot of money for that so you know it was it was a really good thing and then for the runners or the participants they gave us some medals so now we have two yeah so now we need to run another so we can get another get some more medals get some more medals right so um tell, tell them the story about you and the, the girl that was running the race with you oh that was so cool so i'm um well when the race started um, I knew my husband and I weren't going to do this one together. The first 5K we did actually was with our place of employment. And he, you know, he walked with me. He ran with me, you know, um, the first time. But this time, he, I guess he felt a little bit more confident in my ability to kind of get through it on my own. So he ended up actually jogging it. Um, my mother-in-law came with us as well. She ended up jogging it. So we kind of were all having these separate experiences on our own by going through this 5K. So um, a lot of people who were going through it, they had their children with them. There were people out there with strollers, people out there with their five, six-year-olds, you know, running around and stuff. And the people had their dogs. It was a lot of... um, it was like it really felt like a real neighborhood kind of walk. But it was and like eight hundred people. But it was a lot of people out yeah. there. Um, so when I was doing my walk, at first it was really cool. So I did it. We ran down the hill, and you know I felt like I had some good momentum about me. But then it was like more and more inclines, and I couldn't take it. And by the time I was wrapping it up and getting to the end, I saw this girl, and she was so beautiful. And I really wish I would have got her name, and I should have. So I could have followed her on Instagram and we could have kept up with each other. But I just didn't even have my phone to even think about that because it was just so focused on trying to finish the race. But anyway, she was she was about my size and it was a lot of skinny girls next to her just walking casually. And she was out there jogging and getting it and passing them. And it was just giving me all of the confidence to continue on what I was doing because she was so inspiring to see, you know, that there's a lot of women out there, you know, just going against the, the, the statistic that we as thicker or fatter women just sit on our asses and we don't exercise and we're not in shape. And she was out there killing it. And I went up to her while I was um like kind of lightly jogging, walking, and I was like, yo, you're killing it. You're doing so good. And she was like, oh, you're doing so good, too. And we were just giving each other like real, you know, um, motivation and confidence to finish the race. So we all, we're almost to the race. We're almost to the end of the race. And we get to um, on the way back to go back up that monstrous hill that we ran down. I was like, oh, God, how are we going to get up here? And she's like, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. So we walked up. We took a break. We walked up the hill. And I was like, OK, we got to run it back. Like there's like we come too far we really got to run it back so then she was like you're right so I'm giving her the motivation at first and and I ran and I was like oh god I'm so tired I can't do it and she was like yes you can yes you can and she was like let's go let's go let's go so me and her we run it and we both 
if you guys follow me on Instagram at Jersey's Naked, you could actually see the footage of her and I, and um, we're, we ran across that finish line together. And I just thought it was like such a real big moment for, you know, plus size women. And hopefully there were, cause there was a lot of girls there, you know, young women there, some of them who were just watching the race and there was some who were actually participating, but I just felt, I always feel it is, is my social responsibility as a person who was plus size to show you that, you know, there's nothing that is, you're, you're not limited to do anything. You don't have to end at 31 minutes or 21 minutes. You just have to fin- start and finish and, and there's a lot of people who are a lot smaller than you who can't start and finish and to see to have to go across that finish line for me and to have people see a woman like me do that I feel like it's, it's, it's you know representation Mm. And I feel like we all as plus size women should be doing that. We should be giving looks and we should be doing running 5Ks, running, walking 5Ks, even if you're just walking the 5K, just to people, so people can see you out there so we can start changing the minds of, of ignorance to know that, you know, in shape or good health come, doesn't come in. It's not a one size fit all. Well, I was tremendously proud of you. Um, I'm proud of you for getting out there, sticking to it. Uh, starting it, finishing it. Um, I knew you could do it. I, I I ran my race, went, you know, got some water, got a couple of bananas, was there waiting for you at the finish line. Um, and I wanted to make sure I captured it uh, so you could just see how good you looked coming and how strong you looked coming across that finish line. Yeah, you so, guys got to look at it, man. It's so dope. Yeah. Um, Jersey is Naked is her Instagram. You can go on Instagram and follow her there. You can follow me, Slick Talk J. Uh, on Instagram as well. Don't follow us on Twitter because we're not we won't there. reply. I mean, we're we're there, but we're really not. So I mean, it's the same names there, but we we don't use it. We don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't even think I get the notifications more because I don't even look at it. Now, before we get into, um, we wanted to to play a little game here on the podcast to kind of wrap it up. But before we get into that, I just wanted to really shout out um, Robert Smith. Um, you, you guys have probably seen on socials, uh, Robert Smith is the billionaire uh, who actually just paid or um, committed to paying off uh, all of the student loan debt for the entire Morehouse graduating class of 2019. Dope that he was able to do that. It was so dope. Um, I mean, just for those those 400 young men, they're going to have an incredible opportunity uh, to go out there and change the world free of student loan debt, free of, of, of those shackles. Um, so a few people online kind of hating like, oh, he's just doing it for a tax write-off. He's just doing it for that. Even if he is. So it, what? It, it gives people the opportunity, the same opportunities that a lot of these kids who are in other situations, um, a lot of those kids are white, predominantly white students who are in those situations where they can leave school without debt and really focus on building their career and not worrying about, um, you know, having a job straight out to start covering all the debt that they've accumulated. I mean, what a freeing feeling to have, even if he did do it, like he didn't have to. Yeah. So I, I'm sure that all of those people who are in that class who didn't know that that was happening are extremely grateful that that's not you, you can see something it on their faces. Like, that it, they it would was, have to go through anymore. It was something that not even um, the school knew about at the time. Um, he just kind of sprung it on them. Uh, but yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, he also kind of charged the class to pay it forward. Um, he said that they should be committing to to make like for other classes that come out of Morehouse just to to kind of continue that that um, that 
passion and continue that that process to where other people can come out of school, um, you know, without having that that heavy load of debt. Um, so good things. Um, definitely like to see you know black folks t- taking care of each other, uh, looking out for each other, and um, doing good deeds. So yeah, just really wanted to take a moment to just put a spotlight on that. And uh, yeah, so now we are going to play a game called the end. Ooh. Yeah, and if you guys are not, and, and um, and we're gonna play this game today. And I just wanted to let you guys know this is not sponsored or anything. I just thought it would be fun because every time we do these podcasts and we share more personal anecdotes about ourselves, it seems like you guys are, are a little bit more interested. So we thought, you know, it would be really, really cool to, to you know, give you kind of an insight on um, some of the things that we do mm-hmm. just on our own. And this is a really, really cool game. You should download the end. You can play with your boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband, friends, parents, siblings, um, etc. And it's free. You don't have to pay for anything unless you want the extended um, version which it costs a little bit for that, but you can always get the app and the app is really cool. And it, it really asks some really cool questions for you to kind of get to know each other on a, on a deeper level. So and, are you um, ready? Just so like we're clear, if the end wants to sponsor us, they are more than welcome to. Yeah, they can sponsor um, us for sure. And yeah, we'll be happy can, to. You guys can reach out and uh, we'll make something happen. Absolutely. But anyway, um, let's go for it. You, you, are you all queued up? I'm all queued up. So you ready? Oh, I got to go first, huh? No, I'm just saying. You ready to play? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Let's do it. So, let's look at each other and relax. Okay. So, you're not looking at me. Okay. So, the first question is to you. My first question is, when was the moment you knew you loved me? When was the moment I knew I loved you? Um, I want to say, I mean, there's, there's a few and they all, they all kind of run together. Cause I want to say that they were all around the same time. Um, but one moment that speaks out to me in particular, and you probably don't have no idea. Um, but we were doing a showcase in Jersey city and, um, we're, we're in here, we're doing a showcase and we had a um, a comedian that was hosting the showcase. Shout out to um, to Rel Holler. Mm. And like every time we would do these showcases, we were doing this uh, with the partners, with the Murder Mommies, with DJ Envy, and a few few other people. Yeah. And because Slick Talk Entertainment was like the lower name on the bill, so to speak, like we weren't as well known as obviously a DJ Envy or Murder Mommies or things like that. Um, you know, it would seem like the host would kind of gloss over. You know, it's like, oh, you know, shout to DJ Envy, shout to the Murder Mommies, da 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 da. Mm. And it was like it was like just <laughs> under his breath. Yeah, bro, Hollow, you used to do that, and I ain't like that shit. <laughs> so, at and you, you'll be getting a tag in this pod too. So, so we're, we're doing the showcase in Jersey City, and um, you know, you kind of yeah, it's like, you know, shout to Slick Talk Entertainment, like you know, we're in there, and then just off of the top, like you're you're up. I don't know where you are. But I just hear out the uh, from like across all of the noise of the club, Slick Talk Entertainment. Wow! <laughs> slick Talk, Slick Talk, Slick. Like you was just going so hard, and um, I was like, man, that girl is so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you are fucking nuts. I remember that. <laughs> I did. I was like, ow! <laughs> 
was playing us and I was tired. I was like, y'all gonna know who really be out here hustling, getting these artists in here, getting these tickets sold. We're doing the work. Stop playing us. But, um, like, for me, that and, and there were so many more moments than that. But for me, like, that was one that always really sticks out. It's like, man, like, here's somebody that genuinely wants to see me win and genuinely loves me and cares for me. And um, it was reciprocal. Like, it was reciprocated. Okay. So it's the same question? No. no. Next, okay. You go to the next question. Got a, what, I got to swipe? Uh-uh. You... I got it. Okay. Uh, swipe up. Okay, so he's getting my question. Which one of our experiences made you love me more? Oh. Which one of our experiences? Hmm. Um, more. Is that even possible? Which one of our experiences made me love you more? Okay. Well, um, when Jameson and, and I um, moved to Dubai, it was not a smooth transition. Um, <laughs> it was so it was some wild stuff that went on. And when I first got there, um, he Jay's job was very, very demanding and, you know, had him traveling quite often. And even when I came there to, you know, not necessarily move, I was just coming there to visit at the time. And when I came there to visit, I hadn't seen my husband. Well, at the time he was my fiance. I hadn't seen him in shoot almost a year. Mm-hmm. And um, we had only saw each other that year of the year of 2012, 37 days. And I had went to go see him in November. And when I got there, Jay had to actually go to Saudi Arabia for work. And I had flew in. We were together for a few days and then he had to fly. And I ended up going to Dubai. We I, I left Qatar and you know, I ended up going to Dubai because he was going to meet me there. And we were supposed to have our place ready there of where we were going to stay because his operations were moving to that emirate. Um, so when I got off the plane, I had to get in a car with a stranger. It was so weird. And I was supposed to be going to our apartment and that didn't happen. I ended up going to some hotel that was super seedy and I was really uncomfortable and really unhappy there. And my husband is in, well, actually my fiance at the time, but he's my husband now. So my fiance, my fiance at the time was in a different country. So all the only way I could really communicate with him was via email. And was it email or was it BBM? It was BBM and email, but okay. mostly email because sometimes the messages weren't going through. Mm-hmm. So I remember going to the the uh, hotel that they had set me up in, and the hotel was terrible. It had no kitchen. It was, like, super seedy looking. There was, like, all um, gnats were in there. It was just not a great place for anybody to be in. And... 
I was by myself in a, and I never had been out the country before. And I'm texting him saying, I'm going to sleep in all of my clothes because I'm so scared here and I want to go home. And he, he was supposed to be working, but all he did was check on me all day, all the time. Whether it was, and if I wasn't answering him fast enough, he would email me. It was either between the email and the text, and he was calling everyone and making sure that, you know, my situation was improving. And I felt like it wasn't necessarily to, it wasn't the moving of me, or it was the fact that my discomfort caused you discomfort. And, um, and that's not, it's not been, and it's not like there hasn't been other times, not necessarily in that capacity that you have stepped up, but just, you know, when you do step up like that, it just, it always just reaffirms everything I always, and always think about you or, or, or feel like I've known about you that you're just, uh, you know, f- you're just so fair and, um, you know, you're the type of person who definitely holds, you know, holds me to a high regard and, and, and really protects me, you know, and it was, I, I, even though I was very scared in that situation and didn't feel comfortable, um, I didn't, I was alone physically, but I didn't feel alone mentally. So that was the time. So your question is, what are three of your favorite memories that we shared? Mm. Three favorite memories. Yeah. Uh, I want to say one is, huh? I kind of want to go through them quickly, but I feel like they take a long time. Um, so, so one of my favorite memories is um, just us being in that apartment on Irving Street in Newark, and uh, like how we used to just kind of hang out. I would cook. Um, we'd play video games, we'd watch movies. Mm. Um, like that was one of my favorite collection of memories. Cause we, we did that quite frequently. Um, another favorite memory of mine. Hmm. I'm thinking. Definitely getting married. The second time. I mean, the first time was dope, too. But I don't want to... I could love those. Yeah. Getting married both times. Okay. That's definitely... Um, I mean, the first time was, was very, very special. It was literally just me, you, G, and Maddie. It was four people. At the courthouse. Yes. Well, not the courthouse, but the, at Town Hall. Yeah. In Edison with... Uh, I can never re- pronounce her name, but the mayor at the time. Yeah. And uh, she married us, and that was just so romantic and so sweet. Yeah, she's um, like, "You guys are gonna be married forever." Yeah. Oh. So, um, and then obviously we we got our vows renewed la- two years ago. No, last, last year. year. Last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was also very very special for your and five. Another another favorite memory of mine. Uh, and then another one was when we went shooting in Emirates. We went to um, that shooting range in Sharjah. And that was just a, a good, fun day. Yeah, you didn't realize I could shoot like that. You could shoot better than me. I shot pretty well. Yeah. I yeah. did. I did. All right. Let's see your turn. 
do you prefer older or younger partners? Why? I don't know. Do you slash have you? I don't know. I mean, I've always, I don't, I don't really have anything to kind of compare that to because when I, when I think back into my dating life, everyone has always been either one year or two years older than me, Mm -hmm. or I've been one year or two years older than them. So 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 I've always dated people who are close in, in, in range to my age, but it wasn't that I was doing it on purpose. It was just, I, I don't think I was in a situation where I ran into people who were much older. And I think it was just because of where I was, you know, environments I was in mm-hmm. that you probably wouldn't, you know, find people who were older. And then also it wasn't something that I purposely sought out because I feel like, you know, when I was younger, that was something you would have to do. But now that I'm, you know, full grown adult, I mean, now I don't even think about it because you're only two years older than me. So like, you know, I, I, I don't know. It was just never important, I guess. Um, how does your family affect our relationship? (laughs) Yo, maybe we should film some of this stuff sometimes. Um, yeah, one day. How? How does my family affect our relationship? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... I think my family's kind of always been a factor in our relationship one way or another. Mm-hmm. And your family as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we are both very much family orientated mm-hmm. or, or oriented. Um, we're both very, very close to our mothers. Yes. Uh, both being uh, ch- children of single parent homes or, or children of single parent mothers. Children of divorce. Yes. Um, so I think that there's definitely an impact on, or of my family on our relationship. Um, but I don't necessarily, I don't think it's a negative impact. I, th- mm-hmm. I think that, okay, let me start over. <laughs> Cause it's like, how, how, how they said, how, how does your family affect it? So that doesn't say whether negative or positive. It's just yeah. asking how do they affect? Um, I would say overall positivity or positively Mm -hmm. um but i feel like us moving to north carolina and being much much closer to my mother um has given you and her the opportunity to start to know each other better Mm -hmm. and um i think that that was probably difficult at first because you know my mother was moved to north carolina back in like 2006 i met you in 2008 Mm -hmm. and you know, you didn't really have the opportunity to really know my mother um, all that much before we got married. You met met a couple of times, but yeah. not like for any extended amount of time. No, not the way like how my mom knows you. Yeah. 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 Which is very different. Right. Because, you know, like your mother was in Jersey. I would spend a lot of time with her. I would, you know, come over and help her with things or just come over and drink beer, shoot the shit. Um, so it definitely formed my own very close relationship with your mother. Um, which is very different from the opportunity that you had to form with my mother. Um, but I think that now that we're here and we're all like we're all in the same space. Your mother's here now. Uh, my mother's been here. We moved here. Um, so I think that that's has been kind of an opportunity for us to uh, to strengthen those relationships 
and um, forge them anew. Yeah, that's true. I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, what are you most insecure about in our relationship? Um, let's see. Well, I am Jersey's naked, so here's one of those times, isn't it? So, what am I? Vulnerability. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even get one of those questions. What am I most insecure about in this relationship? Um, I'm probably most insecure. And I know most people will say, oh, you know, you you would think about something that is more uh, physically overt, like maybe how I look or, you know, maybe my um, looks will fade or something like that. But that's mm-hmm. not it. Uh, I think that sometimes I'm insecure in our relationship because um, my husband, but that's my own thing. My husband is, in my mind, he's very, very intelligent. And he's really, really well read, and um, it shows. And I and I know I can art- I articulate pretty well myself, but I always feel like I'm always ten or twelve steps behind him because of how um, he, as a child, he utilized his time as far as reading, you know, more books and things of that nature. And I mean, I read books, but not the kind that he he did, that he did. And I think more what makes me insecure is, you know, I think more of the intelligence factor. And I think a lot of times, too, because people, you know, see me as someone who's humorous and um, lighthearted and and easy to be around that, you know, that doesn't necessarily translate into smart. So um, I think that makes me feel insecure, but I don't necessarily believe that that insecurity has anything really to do with him. I think it has more to do with me. Hmm. You, huh? Is this my question? That's what it says. What do I do sexually in bed that you don't like? (laughs) I know exactly what he's going to (laughs) say. So real quick, before I get into that, uh-huh. um, the movie was Universal Soldier, but it was not with Mario Van Peoples. It was with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren. Okay. And uh, it came out in 92, so I was 12. Okay. All right. What do you do sexually in bed that I don't like? Like you know the obvious one. I know exactly I what he's gonna say. Like when you gum on my nipples, <laughs> it is weird. But I don't mind it like sexually. Like I'm cool. Like like you wanna like nibble on my nipple a little bit, like cool, like go for it. But like you would do that shit in the most rent like you'll just come up to me in the kitchen while I'm washing dishes and you start gumming on my nipple like a damn leech. And it is the weirdest shit ever. And I don't understand it, I don't get it. I'm not here for it. No, thank you. Good night. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> first of all, okay, <laughs> it's it's my thing. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with what I'm doing <laughs> at all. Just because you stare at me doesn't mean that I feel judged because I don't. Wrong. It's not you wrong. Should stop. First of all, I'm not like even biting you. I'm just like I'm just like it's Coming. like a, it's, it's like weird. cupping. It's a cupping. Stop. 
It's like a cupping, it but it's like don't I don't do know. It. it just feels it feels right to me. <laughs> don't do it. But I don't do it anymore. Like last time I did it was like I don't know a week ago. <laughs> it's not very long. <laughs> but before that, it was a long time. Like I don't do it anymore. But like I don't know. You just need to accept me. I don't think there's anything. First of all, you know what? There's probably there's probably dudes out here who will let me willingly cup on their nipples. Okay, but I want to cup your nipples. Okay, I don't see the problem. You don't got a problem when I when I when I when I like. Next question. First of all, you don't have no problem when I was like I smell your underarms too. <laughs> what can I do better sexually? Sexually. First of all, these questions is a lot. Okay, what could you do better yeah, sexually? Get to me straight. Oh, what can you do better sexually? Cha cha cha. <laughs> I'm cool. I can take it. I'm trying to think. I'm a big boy. Uh, oh, I know. I know. Stop putting my business out here in the streets. <laughs> I'm sorry. So sorry. So sorry. Uh, sexually, what can you do better? Um, slow and steady. Where's the waist? Slow down. Yeah, yo. Like, listen. Listen. Okay. You know, as an adult, right? Listen. Sometimes... All the time you work you work you work out you just be trying to get your life together you be trying to live forever but you don't do the shit that you really want to live for right like yeah. have sex like you know like you be trying to live forever you take your wheat juice take your beat shot turmeric's you taking your vitamins you're going to the gym you're running you're walking you're like oh this is gonna keep me healthy and run but then by the time you get home and you've done all that stuff you like I'm tired. But then some nights, mornings, afternoons, I don't know, whenever the mood strikes you, you might feel so inclined to say, bow, chicka, wow, wow, you know? And when it comes down, it's like, okay, it's, it's, out, it's, it's, it's on the table. You know, it's on the table. I got to eat it now. Got to get it now. You know, you don't savor the flavors. I don't savor the flavor. You don't savor the flavor. Right. You got to savor. So I savor. But it, um, it's not like, but there's sometimes, you know, some there's a place, there's a time and a place for that too. It's like sometimes I don't need to savor. Sometimes I'm like, just eat it up. Y'all can take that however you want to. But I'm just saying, just go ahead. You know, go ahead. Fuck it up. Right. But then sometimes it'd be like, hey, we don't got nowhere to go. Where's where's the fire? Where's the fire? Well, yeah. Well, I know where the fire is. Yeah. But where is it? Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. All right. Okay. All right. Cool. That's it? That's all. Nothing else I could do? No. Everything okay. else is, is pretty cool. All right. It's pretty cool. I'm I'm good with all of it. Yeah. Even that part. What part? Is it is it my turn to ask you a question? No, my turn to ask you. You just asked me. I thought you just asked me a question. You just asked me. I just answered you. It's my turn. Am I your soulmate and why? Yes. Why? Because you're the opposite. Is that what you think a soulmate is? The opposite? No. I think a soulmate is... Opposite is the wrong word. Um, Compliment. Compliment? Yes. So, like... And I guess I probably have a pretty weird theory on what a soulmate is. But I I literally feel like it's... So, I feel like a soulmate is, like, pieces of one soul. Okay. 
Um, and I think when those pieces connect, you feel whole or mm-hmm. you feel complete. Mm-hmm. You feel that compliment. Right. And I feel like in our relationship, like, there's so many different ways that you compliment me. So, yes, I feel that you are my soulmate, and that's that's the reason why. Like, for example, like, um, back to the Slick Talk Entertainment days, you would tell me all the time, like, yo, you got to, like, do this, you got to do that, da 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 make sure that people see you. Mm-hmm. And my, my thing was always, like, I'm working hard. People, Of course people see me. Of course people know what my value is. People know what I bring to a situation and so on and so forth. And because you have a different perspective, because you have a complementary perspective, you were able to to see things and give me game in a way that I wasn't looking at currently, Mm -hmm. which helped me to change my perspective, which helped me to improve my visibility Mm and everything that I did. Um, So, yeah, so there's there's just a lot of things that you do that help me be a better, more complete version of myself. Which is why I think you're my soulmate. Hey. <laughs> Don't hit it with that. Hey, Fonze. All right. Um, this is the last question. Is it? I don't think it is. No, we got one We're more. We're at an hour and five minutes. We got minutes. one more. We go on 110. Okay. What do you think should be our biggest hope for the future? Our biggest hope for the future should be happiness, health, wealth, and communication, continued healthy communication, whatever that communication is, continuously leading every conversation, even the difficult ones, with love and compassion, and and always like trying, always rediscovering that emotion and that fire that allowed us to continue to build our friendship and to still be cool and to like each other the way we do like i mean you can love somebody but liking them is a feat because people do shit all the time you're like oh i don't like i don't really like you today mm-hmm. but to, to continuously get up every morning and choose to be here you know whether we like each other or not for those literally for like those five minutes like so it's not even like the, the, those feelings are real they're so temporary mm-hmm. um and just to just to make sure that we continue to put each other first as we always do and be open. I think we should hope for that and and hopefully, you know, give Jamie a little brother or a little sister, you know, that he can watch over while he in heaven or wherever. You know, maybe he maybe our son is Captain Marvel. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You know, I don't know. But, you know, I I I I hope that among um, other things. All right, so question. this is your last question. No, you gotta ask me. Oh, you just answered. Okay. Well, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I. Well, do you want to marry me? Um, stupid question. I think I want to marry you. Why did that same thing came in my head? Anyway, um, that's a stupid question. We're married, and I married you twice. You did. And I'll marry you again. I will. I'll marry What's you up? again. I'll marry you again. Yeah. I'll marry you again. Yo, this is the sappiest podcast we've ever done. Is it? Yeah. 
super I, super sappy. I think everybody. I think. I mean, this was a like a, a like a. I love playing the and because it's like a really dope game, and it actually allows you to think of, you know, think of your relationship, whatever that relationship is, whether it's a friendship, a relationship. Um, your mother, you, you know, anything, your father, parents, siblings, whatever the, the relationship is to really kind of tap into where someone is thinking. Like, I, you know, I knew that story about, um, you know, the us when we were party promote, but I didn't know that that was his perception. And sometimes, you know, when we are asking the right questions, we're able to get thoughts and, um, emotions that we hadn't even considered. So I want, I challenge everybody to go out and download that app and play the game and let let us know how it goes for you guys. Um, we do this periodically when we do a post check in our relationship, or we'll just kind of ask questions on our own that we've prepared for each other just to see where we are. Because you know we're definitely about that communication lifestyle. So. Um, as you all know, y'all can follow us on Instagram at hashtag B-O-B pod or hashtag bonds over bands. Um, or you could just go to at bonds over bands on Instagram because I took the underscores out. So now you just have to put bonds over bands. So it'll be easier for everybody. Um, we really appreciate everyone's support. This is episode 12. I can't believe we have done a consistent 12 weeks of shows that's a consistent 90 days of being dedicated to producing quality content with quality equipment for our audience that's right we are out of here this has been another episode of bob podcast we love and appreciate all of y'all and until next time next we'll, tuesday we'll see you next tuesday for episode 10 episode 10 i mean it's episode 13 alexa you're a racist I'm not racist. I think everyone deserves to be treated with fairness, dignity, and respect. This is the Barnes Over Bands podcast with Josie and Slick Talk Jay. Bye.